Joshua 1, verse 1. Joshua 1, verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. In case you didn't know it, Joshua was the first orphan mentioned in the Bible. Some of you will get that a little later. Moses' minister saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses." the wilderness of this Lebanon even unto the great river the Euphrates all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the same of the sun shall be your coast there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses so I will be with thee I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I want to preach to you this morning for a little while on this subject as I was so I will be I, 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 I was aware in advance the song that was being sung after offering I did not try to plan a message around that I just tried to find out what God wanted me to preach this morning but there is a connection between what was just sung and what I am about to preach to you. And I believe God wants to do something for some folks in this place today. For that to happen, you, I'm not saying you haven't already done this, I'm just making the point, you have to release your faith. My faith doesn't really work for you. Somebody else's faith doesn't really work for you. You've got to release your faith. But I believe if you would release your faith today and open your heart to the Word and the Spirit of God, you can leave this place today knowing not only has God spoken to you, but that God has touched you and ministered to you today. Father, I thank you for your presence that I feel in this place today, that I recognize by what I see happening that you are here today. I thank you for what you've already done, God. I know you have already moved and worked in this place this morning. But I also believe, God, you're not done in this place today. And so I trust you that through your word, your spirit would speak to hearts and lives in this place today. God, I believe there's already faith that's been released in this sanctuary, but I pray that it would continue to be released, that you would give grace to every individual, that in spite of whatever circumstances and situations they may be in right now, to let their faith be released to mix with your word in this place today, God. In the name of Jesus, I trust you today. I depend on you for your anointing this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Just so you know that I know if you can see it from where you are, if I happen to come down where you are and you see it, and so you don't have to wonder if I know that there's something on my collar. I do know there's something on my collar. So now we're all, you don't have to, I wonder if he knows. He's Yes, so apparently I nicked myself shaving and was still bleeding, so we had a little sacrifice going on today, so. Amen. But now that we all know, I don't know about you, maybe you don't, but sometimes somebody's preaching and something's out of place. I wonder if they know. So now we know. Now you know, I know. Okay, so we're good. Praise God. As I was with Moses, 
so I will be. In Judges chapter 6, verse number 11, the story of Gideon, the Bible says, There came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite, and his, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. You, you, you gotta make sure I know, most of you know the story, but just get the point. He's hiding here out of fear. He's doing what he's doing out of fear. But the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm hiding out of fear and you're calling me a mighty man. God calls those things that are not as though they were. I, I've heard a few times through the years as, as a championship, maybe it was a Super Bowl or it was a, it was the World Series or it was the finals in March Madness or something along those lines. I've heard where the broadcasters have said, even to the point of it's, it's really, there's no point in them even playing the game because we know who's going to win. There's no way that such and such a team is going to lose and yet when the game plays out there is an upset. But God does, God doesn't give forecasts. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. I, sometimes I think the weather app is a worth, is a waste of time. You, 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 you read it and it says one thing and you make plans and preparations. I heard him say at the end of August, I, I, I forget what, what I was listening to. I was, I had the radio on, some station on, I don't remember which one. And, and, and the, the, the host said they were talking about I think the forecast for the next couple of days and that was right around the time that the weather was, the temperature was dropping and we, we, we were heading into what turned out to be the stretch of some absolutely beautiful days. But, but, but the host said this, he said, it, it looks like we're done with all our hot days for the year. I sat yesterday afternoon at the Navy football game and can tell you he was wrong. Because sitting there doing nothing, I was pouring sweat. <laughs> That's a forecast. Mm. But God calls those things that have not happened yet as if they've already been done. Because when God says it, God knows everything that must be done for it to happen the way He says. He already calculates all of that. He's already got it all figured out. So when He says it's going to happen, you need to just get a hold of it and said, it's as if it's already done. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how everything's going to unfold. That's God's problem. My problem is to just get a hold of what God said and trust and believe that no matter what I see, no matter how difficult it looks or feels, if God said it, it's going to happen. Oh, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. And Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, if, if the Lord be with us, why then is all of this befallen us? Mm. Some of y'all are in the same boat as Gideon today. God, if you really are with me, why this? Why that? How come this is happening? And how come that's happening? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Oh God, if we could ever get beyond allowing our circumstances to dictate our faith. (laughs) 
You, you, you said you'd do this and you said, but where are the miracles? And now you have forsaken us because of our circumstances. I know it's a very simple thing, but I, I just need to pause for a moment and tell somebody just because your circumstances are not good is not, does not mean that God has forsaken you. Well, maybe I shouldn't have interrupted to preach. We should have just let that song go. What happened? <laughs> Where? The bottom line is most of us at some point ask, where? Why? Where'd you go? Where are you? If you really are with me, if you really are with us, why this? Why that? But the good news I've come to tell you today is that God has a pattern and a willingness to prove, not just to one, but to everyone. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Hold on, Gideon, just like I was with my people when I brought them out of Egypt, I'm going to be with you in the midst of the Midianites surrounding you. You may not think it, feel it, see it right now, but if you'll just hold on, I'm going to show you who I am and what I can do. As I was, so I will be. As I was, so I will be. You realize there's, an, and I'm going to get to it, the Lord willing, here in a little bit before the conclusion of this message today. But there are some things we question God about that if it really is, if it really doesn't happen, do you understand? He's not just failing you as an individual. He is demonstrating that He is not who He said He was, period. So, where are you, God? And, and it's one thing. It's one thing to see what God does for somebody else. It's one thing to know what God has done in the past. It's one thing for Him to be your God. But it's a whole different thing for you to know He's my God. It started, in essence, at least in this context, it started with Abraham, who at the time was named Abram in Genesis 15 and 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I, I, Jehovah, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So he starts with Abraham. I'm establishing with you, Abraham, who I am. I'm going to show you who I am. I want you to know who I am. Then we go to Genesis 26 and 24. And now it's Isaac, Abraham's son. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Oh, hallelujah. Just so you know, Isaac, all those things your dad has told you about his God, I'm his God. But what I want you to know, Isaac, I'm not just the God of Abraham, your father. I am with you, and I will bless you, and I will multiply you for my servant Abraham's sake. So as I was with Abraham, so I am with you. And then it comes to Isaac's son. 
Genesis 28 and verse 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep and he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it and behold the Lord stood above it and said... I'm not just the God of Abraham. And I'm not just the God of Isaac. But the land whereon you lie, I'm going to give it to you and to your seed. And what he was saying was, I'm the God of Abraham. And I'm the God of Isaac. But Jacob, I want you to now know that I am your God, as I was with Abraham, and as I was with Isaac, so I will be with you. Right, for, forgive me to you non-sports fans. But this, as an Orioles fan, this has been an extremely frustrating year to be a fan. They started like they were going to take the major leagues by storm. And then they fell off the wagon. And then a couple of weeks ago, they got back on the wagon and started to give us a, a little bit of hope. And, and uh, I had stopped following. I had stopped looking. And I, I actually started peeking a little bit. I just, because, oh, they got, they got a slight chance still to, to get in the playoffs. And then they... Did it again. See, you ever listen? You ever listen to? Ever listen to people? They, they get up. They get to talking about the glory days. So when when the present is not going great, we like to go back to the old days. We we like to go back to nineteen. As an Orioles fan, we like to go back to nineteen eighty three. Woohoo! My wife said it the other day. When's the last time the Orioles were in the World Series? Nineteen Not as bad as a few other teams have been, but I mean, I'm not a fan of the other teams. I'm a fan of the Orioles. So we have to go back to the glory days because the present is not the way we'd like it to be. I've come to tell you today: God is not a God of the past. And if all you're doing is going back to the glory days, that's not the way God intended it to be. Because God did not just want Jacob to believe in the God of his grandfather Abraham. And he didn't want him just to believe in the God of his father Isaac. But God wanted Jacob to know, just like I was the God of your grandfather, and just like I was the God of your father, so I am your God. I think some of us could say today, like Gideon said, when the angel showed up to him, because we look at this world we're in and we say, if you really are with us or for us, then where are you? But I've come to tell you today, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, as he was with them, so he is with us. Uh, we, 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 we even do it as a church. I know I'm not supposed to be preaching to the church this morning, but parentheses. We do it. There's actually, I looked it up the other day, and there's actually this psychological thing that we have a tendency to romanticize about the past. We have a tendency to look at the past like this great, wonderful thing and forget about all the negatives that were there and just want to go back. Sometimes I think all we think about is where we've been and what God has done. But he said to Abraham, excuse me, Moses, when Moses says, who am I supposed to tell Pharaoh has sent me? 
Yeah, don't, don't tell him I'm the I was God of Abraham. Don't tell him I'm the I was God of Jacob or the I was God of Isaac. But you tell him I am that I am. Because whatever I was in the past, Moses, I want you to know and everybody else to know that what I was, I am. Then it comes to Moses and Exodus 3 and verse 1, And Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. That would be a good idea. And see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not hither, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, now now you got to understand that Abraham was Isaac's father, and Abraham was Jacob's grandfather. There was three connected generations there, but I know what it's, verse 6 says, what I'm about to read, but this isn't the same progression, the same sequence as the first three. There's a little bit of space, if you will, a little bit of time but he says to Moses moreover he said I am the God of thy father the God of Abraham the God of Isaac the God of Jacob and Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon him what is so wonderful is God is willing to prove to every generation and every individual what I was I am and I don't want you just to take my word for it I want to show Show you for yourself who I am. As I was, Joshua. What's, what's, what's amazing about this to me is that with each generation, there becomes more accumulated evidence. You see, Abram had to respond to God, and he was the first in his family. God says to Abraham, I'm calling you out from where you are, and, and I'm going to do something through you. I'm going to do something very great through you. The problem for Abraham was he couldn't go sit down and talk to his dad and say, tell me about this Jehovah and everything you have seen him do. He just had to go by faith. He had to respond by faith into the call that he felt, but, but he responded and God was faithful. And then Isaac comes along and God says to Isaac, Isaac, not only am I your father's God, but I'm your God. So Isaac now gets to live not only based on his own faith, but he can start using the evidence from his father's experiences. And Jacob comes along and God confirms with Jacob, I'm your God, Jacob. The same God that was the God of your father Isaac and was also the God of your grandfather Abraham. So Jacob is now not having to just believe based on his own faith but he can start to go back you know what i i heard about some things god did for my dad i i, I heard my dad tell me the stories i I've heard my dad tell about fleeing from his brother who was trying to kill him because he was mad and how God provided. I, I heard how he, how God blessed him and multiplied him and, and I've heard about that. And then I've also heard some stuff about my, my grandfather who was a hundred years old before he had my dad. So he's now living 
with the benefit of the testimonies of yesterday. But still needing to confirm for himself that the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac is now my God. The same thing for Moses. God comes along and says to him, I'm the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. You understand when you read that in Scripture, to me one of the purposes of that, of that phraseology, of that statement being there, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob is so that God is not, not just identifying Himself, but He's also saying who I was and what I did through them. That's who I am. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 1, this is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I read that so you get that principle. The principle is by the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established. So if God is no respecter of persons, As I read to you the next several verses, they are the mouths of two or three witnesses that ought to speak to you and I as to where we are today. Hebrews 13 and verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know what, how is it I could, if I told you right now, God's about to bless you, and, when, and in the next couple days, God's going to put thousands of dollars in your bank account. A bunch of you would have got up and screamed and hollered. But I tell you according to the Word of God that He will never leave you or forsake you and most of you are like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, do you understand? When I say, you know, if I told you, hey, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, okay, you may want me to leave you if you get around me long enough. (laughs) But when God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of David, the God of Joseph, the God of Daniel, the God of Ruth, the God of Naomi, the God of Sarah, the God of Joseph. That's Him saying to me, I... Anybody ever remember those days of being on the playground and somebody was messing with you? And you know what? I'm going to go get my dad. And there was always this perception. My dad is bigger than your dad. That wasn't always the truth, but that's the way it was perceived. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then you skip down to verse 8. Jesus Christ. Verse 5, I will never leave you. and I will never forsake you. Verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. The same. Hebrews 28, 15. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. God, where are you? Really? It's amazing how God doesn't get so angry with us sometimes. God, where are you? I I just can, I I know he'd never do this, but just from a human standpoint, I, I just, I almost imagine him kind of raising a hand. 
wanting to get, you know that little spot right back there, if you get it just right in that little part of your neck, air pops because of that. Yeah, just. And then kind of, are you kidding me? What an insult. I think, what an insult. Because he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 and 6, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that goeth with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If He told them, I won't leave you and I won't forsake you. If He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and fails us, then He totally voids His word. Joshua 1 and 5, I've already read it, but I'll read it again. There shall not a man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. First Chronicles 28 and 20, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of a good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41, 17, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, I, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, I will not forsake them. If God is no respecter of persons, and He said to all of these people, I will not leave you, I won't forsake you, I won't fail you, then if He really is God, that means today in this sanctuary, just like He was the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, He is your God. He is my God. And if He is the same yesterday and today and forever, you and I now sit with all all kinds of evidence. Oh, but 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 if if he really is, then why? Why this and why that? I don't know. I would imagine they probably asked that same question, except you and I now have the benefit of asking the question, but seeing others that didn't know the answer but lived through it. Why? Why? Why did the, why did the, I think if I get the sequence right here, why did the Pasadena daughter work lose its building? Why did they lose their location? Because God failed them, obviously. Why did Eastern Shore take a break? Why have we, why have we done a reset on the Eastern Shore and now a bunch of those folks are here? I guess, I guess because God failed. And forsook them. Why, why now is the Eastport group joining with us on, on Sunday mornings? And why are they here? I guess because God failed. Job said this part way through his trial. He said, oh, I, I wish I could go back to the days when God was with me. He said, I think he says it, King James says it something like this, when his, when his candle shined on me. What Job was saying was, my confidence in God's presence is based on my circumstances. Oh, hallelujah. My confidence that God is my God is based on what is happening right now. And that's why Job said, if I could just go back to when God was with me, 
What Job was missing at that point, he said it like this in another time. I go forward, I can't find him. I go behind me, I can't find him. I go on the left hand, I see him working, but I can't find him. I look on the right hand, I can't find him there. But then he says this, he knows. He knows. He knows the way that I take. Job, you don't need to go back to the days when everything seemed good. You don't need to go back to the days before you lost everything and all of your children died to know that God is with you even though you've now lost everything and everything has changed in your life. The same God that was there with you when it was all in place and the way you knew it is the same God that is with you now. And that's why eventually he gets to chapter 42 and then he says this, I heard about you with my ears, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. All faith must start by hearing. Paul said faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word. But there is another level of faith that God desires to take us to. And that's beyond the level of hearing. And that's the level of seeing. I came across a post on Facebook the other day. Somebody I know. Somebody many of you here know. And apparently at one point as far as I know. But now they no longer believe in God. No longer believe that God is real. Feel sorry for all of us that do. I gotta tell you, if all I've ever had done is heard about God, I very well may have read that post and started questioning and doubting. You know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe this is some crazy thing somebody's made up. Maybe, maybe this is some crazy idea somebody's imagined up and, and, and you know what? Maybe I've been duped. Maybe I've been deceived, but, but it didn't take long as I read through that to go, well, I feel very sorry for you, but you've come a little bit late for me because I haven't just heard about him anymore. I have now seen him and there is a need to start with faith by hearing. But if you get to a faith that's based on seeing, it does it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You've come too late to tell me because I've seen for myself. What's happened is, is that today, my last living grandparent is here. Some of you know her as Lula Singletary. All I know her as is Meemaw. And I get credit because I was the first grandchild, so I'm the one to help come up with that name. It started the way I understand it in my family. It could be traced back at least to my great-grandparents. My great-grandmother on my dad's side, my, my, my dad's mother's mother, apparently was one of the first... Pentecostal, one of the first Pentecostal churches in Northwest Florida started in her home. My grandmother here today, Meemaw's dad, was a Pentecostal preacher. And one day, as she was sitting in her yard, just as a young child, somebody comes along and invites her to church. And she found out that the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob could be her God. All four of my grandparents were in this. My parents, as most of you know, were in this. I'm not here today just because the God of Mac and Merle and the God of Remus and Lula And I'm not here today now just because the God of Chester and Alice. But I'm now here because the God of Mac and Merle and Remus and Lula was also the God of Chester and Alice who has now become the God of David and who is also becoming the God of Elizabeth and Esther and Timothy and Nathaniel. 
And so I stand here today, not with just my own faith, but I can look back to some evidence that says He was God, He is God, and He will be God. I don't know what you're going through today, but I'm challenging somebody not to judge God's presence in your situation by your circumstances. Don't judge him by the disappointments of life right now because he promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Oh, hallelujah. I've seen you move mountains, and I believe you'll do it again. I know what you've done before, and I know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. As I was, so I will be. Don't you, you know how important you are? Let me tell you how, let me tell you how important you are. Let me tell you how important you are. Brother Skip, let me tell you how important you are. This is how important. Let me tell you what rests on your shoulders. If God forsakes you, if God fails you, He hasn't failed you. He has now proven to the world We make it all about us. And then we have sort of this, I I think we sort of have this subconscious idea, God could fail me, forsake me, and still be God for somebody else. No! By the mouth of two or three witnesses, He said to numerous individuals as well as to groups of people, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never fail you. This is bigger than you as an individual. This is way bigger than you as an individual. Because if He fails you, uh, sorry for saying it this way, for copying off of others, but y'all ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. If he fails one, if he fails one, if he fails one, he ceases to be God. The greatest home run hitters of all time in Major League Baseball Strike out, make outs, get out way more times. What's the record? 72, 70, low 70s, I believe is the, don't Google it right now, I'm preaching, pay attention. I believe it's like 72, I know it's in the 70s. Most home runs of all, what's, what's the, what's the average number of at bats of a starter? It's in the hundreds of hundreds, I know. So that's, 162 games multiplied by at least three at-bats, more than likely every game. What's that? Do the math. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a calculator operator. About 500. So the most, the most home runs ever, the most home runs ever is in the low 70s. And that guy had probably 500 times that he stood up to the plate, stood in the box, And missed. You're out. That guy stood at the plate, swung away, and the ball dribbled out to the pitcher. The pitcher tossed it to first base, and he was out. That guy hit a long fly ball that the outfielder ran back to the warning track and caught, and he was out. And yet, that guy is still considered the greatest home run hitter of all time. And he failed more times than he succeeded. 
He failed way more times than he succeeded. But God! Is it Barry Bonds, isn't it? Is it McGuire or Bond? McGuire. Mark McGuire! Does not cease to be Mark McGuire because he made outs. But you understand? If God strikes out one time, he's done. Excuse me, you need to get off the throne. You got to vacate heaven. Because you can't fail even once and still be. Because as God, you can't fail. Oh, my, my, my. I, I got I to believe that Joshua, probably as he's walking around Jericho, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses. This is really crazy, but this is what he told us to do. This doesn't make any sense at all, but they did some things that didn't make sense, and he came through for them. So this doesn't make sense for us, but we're going to do it anyways. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God... I don't know who it is. Hopefully you cannot just name somebody from this book, but hopefully some of you can look around in this place and say, the God of... the God of John Hemus and and the God of Sonny Gross and the God of Diane Thompson and the God of Deanne Krieger. That God is my God. And whatever He was for them, He has to be for me because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever as I was, so I will be. Everybody stand if you would, please. As I was, so I will be. I think I could say it like this and it'd still be okay. As I did, so I will do. I'm not just going to be what I was, but I'm going to do what I did. Isn't it great that God doesn't get old? I used to go to bed hurting and get up feeling great. Now I go to bed feeling okay and get up like there was a train that hit me in the middle of the night. I used to go to bed like this after a long day and playing and running. Now I get up in the mornings and going downstairs to get to the kitchen. Uh. Ooh. Uh. The older we get, the wiser we have to be. I've gotten beat on a racquetball court. I've gotten beat on a golf course by guys that could hardly move. I've run all over a racquetball court, sweating like crazy, tongue hanging out, as a 70-year-old guy just kind of stands in the middle. I'm hitting the ball as hard as I can. It's a loud pow. It's a pop. He's hitting the ball and it's like. He can't, he can't do what I do. He's lost strength. He's lost ability. He's lost power. But Jesus Christ now. The same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. He doesn't have to figure out how to do things wiser because he's got older. He does today what he did then. And he'll do tomorrow what he did today and yesterday. As I was. So. I. Will. Be. I just believe there's some folks in this place today. Guest, member, whatever. You be honest, you've just been struggling a little bit. God, are you with me? God, are you the same? 
God, are you still who you were? Are you still who you said you would be? The Holy Ghost is here today to let you know, as I was with, you fill in the blanks, so I will be with you. I don't, I don't know. I don't think most of you really believe that point I made using Brother Skip. I don't think most of you really believe that. I think most of us are like, yeah, you know what? I mean, God can fail me and let me down and still be God. No, 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 no. He's not in the same category as the rest of us. Humans can fail and still be whoever they are. It don't matter if you like the president or not. It don't matter if you like what he said or did. He doesn't, he's still the president. He still is. He can do stupid stuff and still be president. He can fail and still be president. But God, but God, if God breaks his word to one single individual, how many politicians make promises to a group of people and get in and never fulfill that promise? doesn't change who they are. They're still a senator. They're still a governor. They're still a mayor. They're still a, it doesn't change. But if God makes a promise, now I will tell you, this, just, just, just insert this real quick. You do have to be careful sometimes as to what you say is God's promise versus what God promised. There's a lot of people that God told them it was His will for them to marry somebody and that person married somebody else. God does not cease to be God because the person you thought He said was going to marry you married somebody else. I'm talking about promises, absolutely 100% promises. And the most reliable ones... Somebody asked me the other day, I, I got a question by email, why doesn't God speak to us more? Like, um... He, he, uh, he's spoken a whole lot to us. <laughs> Hello? You want to know what God's saying? Get out your Bible. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will supply all of your needs. That's some promises. That if to any single one of us, God fails... He no longer continues to be God. I believe there's some people in this place right now that God wants you to hear and feel from Him. As I was, so I will be. As I was with them, I'm with you. As I did for them, I will do for you. Would you close your eyes for a moment, please? I'm opening this altar right now. Because I believe there's some people in this place that God is talking to today. I believe some of you are in the midst of some circumstances and situations that you're dealing with, and they cause you to wonder, God, where are you? They cause you to ask, God, how come you've forsaken me? How come you have left me? But the bottom line is, He cannot forsake you and He cannot leave you. Because if He does, He's no longer who He says He is. No, you and I may not get an angel like Gideon got and gotten. We, we may not get a vision. We may not get a burning bush like Moses got. And we may not get some of those other great experiences or dramatic experiences. It may not be your preference or my preference, but the gentle impression of the Spirit of God on your spirit right now saying to you, as I was, so I will be, is just as real and true as a burning bush. It's just as real and true as a voice booming from heaven. It is just as real. In fact, the bottom line, you reading the words of the Lord today is just as much Him speaking to you as it was Him speaking to any of them. So eyes closed, if you would, please. I'm asking somebody as a step of faith right now. Would you step out of your seat? Brother Right? if I do that, people are going to know I'm struggling. If I, if I do that, somebody's going to know I'm questioning some. Well, what's more important, living with your doubt and living with your fear or allowing God to confirm His Word to you today and let you know as an individual, as I was, 
so I will be. As I have done, so I will do. Maybe somebody needs to look around you right now. Maybe there's somebody that needs to come to this altar that maybe they don't want to come by themselves, but you could join with them and say, I'll go with you. I'll stand with you. I'll, I'll be there. I'll support you. I'll, I'll help you exercise your faith. I'll join my faith with your faith today that God will demonstrate and prove to you I'm, I'm not just the God of Abraham and I'm not just the God of Isaac and Jacob and Joshua and Moses and all of them, but I'm your God. I am that I am. I am that I am. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As you were God, so you are. As you've done in the past, so you will do in the present. As you've done for every individual throughout Scripture, you can do and be today. For every individual in this place, Lord, confirm, confirm your word. I pray, God, you would confirm to somebody today that your presence in their life your presence in their life is not dependent upon the circumstances they're in. It's not dependent upon the issues they're dealing with. You are God. You are who you said you would be. Who you were in your word is who you are today. What you did in your word is what you will do today. You are the same the same yesterday today and forever it's not that you don't change God it's that you can't change it's not just a matter of that you don't change it's a matter of you cannot you cannot change you are the same you are the same. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is my You are the same. You are the same. You are the same. You remain the same. You remain the same. Some of us may feel like Gideon today, God. Where, where are the miracles? Where are you? But my circumstances do not dictate nor determine whether you're with me. You said you would never leave me. You said you would never forsake me. Therefore, you cannot. You can't break your promises. You can't break your word. As God, you cannot lie. You're not like us. In our humanity, if we lie, if we break a promise, we don't stop being a human. In fact, that's part of what, what confirms our humanity. But God, you can't break a promise. God, you cannot lie. If you fail any single one of us, then you fail as God. If you fail any individual, then you fail as God. Yeah.
Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt those that are praying. And if you are praying, you can continue praying. We've got an opportunity right now for God to show as He was, show he, so He is. Sister Tiffany Jack, one of our Sunday school teachers, has been taken to the hospital a little while ago, and as of the last report, has been unresponsive in her breathing. But as He was, so he is as he's done so he can do can we release our faith right now god i've just preached it i've just declared god that what you were you are that what you've done you will do i pray right now i speak healing power to tiffany jack right now in the name of jesus christ in the name of Jesus, let virtue flow into her body right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What you've done, you can do. Who you were, you still are. And I believe you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, you are the great I Am. You are the ever-present God. Hallelujah. 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 You are the same. God, I have already preached it, but I declare it again. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You'll do it again. I believe 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 you'll do it again. Your power has not diminished. Your ability has not diminished. You are the same today as you have always been. And I believe I'll see you do this and you Somebody, you need to declare that for your circumstances and your situation. Come on, this isn't just a song to sing, but somebody needs to declare that. I believe I will see you do it again. I'm not just going to hear about you doing it. I'm not just going to hear you've done it, but I believe I will see I believe I will see I will see you do it again I will see you do it again Oh yes you do it you do 
hear the report you've done it but I believe I will see for somebody else but for me I'm not just believing you'll do it for somebody somewhere but I'm believing God you'll do it for me somebody needs to be a little bit selfish right now God I'm not just believing you for somebody else today but I'm believing you for me I believe in you that I'm going to see with my own eyes. I'm not just going to hear with my ears, but I'm going to see with my eyes that you do it again. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. declare today we declare today God that you are the same yesterday today and forever it's not just that you've decided you won't change it's not that you've just made up your mind that you won't change but you can't change Your nature, your essence, your deity is wrapped up in the fact that you are unchanging. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Whenever you need to go, you're welcome to. I know some of you are still praying. I believe God's still working, but if you need to go, you're welcome to.